Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and I am flying solo today. So uh, Ben and I had some scheduling issues this week, and so I'm just going to take the torch and run with it. I'm also, I think you can hear Rascal outside, so I'm doing some work on the property while I'm recording. So you may hear me rustling a little bit while I'm kind of cleaning up the property. I try to just kind of patrol the property every once in a while and see what garbage has blown onto the property or blown from various other places to my property. So I'll be cleaning up while I'm talking. But um, a couple things that I wanted to cover. And the first is I just wanted to, since it is the Christmas season, I just wanted to take some time to talk about and read about from Matthew chapter 1, the birth of Jesus. So I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18, and then we'll stop at the end of the narrative. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So there's really a lot to unpack in this passage. I mean, I feel like we could probably legitimately spend all year in this podcast on this passage and still not be done with all of the depth that's in there. But a couple of things that I wanted to reflect upon. One is that there seems to be, and I want to spend time in a different episode developing this more, but there seems to be an almost immediate obedience out of Joseph. So Joseph hears and then obeys. And we'll see this also later in the narrative where Joseph is told, hey, you know, get up, get out of here because Herod wants to kill the child. And Joseph obeys immediately. So God speaks to Joseph and Joseph immediately obeys. And I think that's something to learn from Joseph because I think a lot of us would have a lot of resistance. And maybe there was some resistance that we don't see, but ultimately he hears and obeys. And I think a lot of us in our humanity want to resist or argue with God and disobey instead of being quick to obey what we're told, like Joseph did. And then I think another awesome thing that we see in this story is God fulfilling his prophecy. So God foretells that which he is going to do, and then God does that which he promised to do. And to me, I think that just shows the nature of God as a whole, who is a God who 
keeps his promises and never fails in keeping them. So we see this over and over again in the story of Jesus, but also throughout all of scripture, we see where God makes a promise and keeps a promise. And so when we're facing trials or when we're looking maybe at the end of the world and what will happen and how do we know that we'll be in heaven or how do we know that God will win? Well, we know because God is God. And he's the God who never fails and always keeps his promises. And that's essentially what prophecy is, is a promise that's kept. And so we see that track record of God and then we're able to trust. And so those are some cool things. And then obviously also, I just think the gift of salvation. And I was talking to someone else about Jesus coming into the world and like what it would be like to be, I can't even imagine, to be God incarnate and then be a baby like that's god humbled himself jesus humbled himself he came to the earth as a baby so that he could live the perfect life so that he could be the perfect sacrifice and could take away our sins and reconcile us to god so that's just awesome to me all right well why don't we move on to the topic for the week and the topic for the week that i wanted to talk about is being prepared and I mean this very broadly. And there's a passage of scripture that I've mentioned before on the show. It's one of my favorite passages. I have a lot of favorites, but it is from Proverbs chapter 22. And it's Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. And it says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So I'm going to read that one more time. The prudent see danger and take refuge but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So this is something that I think is important for us as individuals is to look ahead and prepare for that which is coming ahead in all aspects of life if we are to be prudent. And I, I think we all really would like to be prudent. I don't think any of us sets out to be imprudent in our lives. Like none of us, I think, hopes that we'll be unwise and mismanage our lives or mismanage any aspect of our life. So if we're to be prudent, we're to see danger and to take refuge. So especially as the heads of our nations, if we are the head of our household, if we're a man that's in charge of a family, or if we are a husband that's leading a wife, we don't have kids yet, or whether you're a single man and you have responsibilities to others or would like to help others, I think it's very important to be prepared. So I have a friend, and I'm going to share this example, but I have a friend who I think he's a good example of this. And he had a situation come up recently where he had two vehicles, and one of his vehicles was totaled in an automobile accident that was not his fault. And then literally a day or two later, their other vehicle's engine died. And since he is a prudent man and had foreseen possibilities, like you look ahead, you're like, at some point I'm going to need to replace a car, right? We all know that cars don't last forever and that there is a lifespan on a vehicle. And so he was saving up and was able to handle the situation. But, and also there will be, since he had insurance and kept his insurance paid, and that's prudent as well, was able to weather that storm. So where there's a situation like no one thinks, oh, today I'm going to get in an automobile accident and tomorrow my other car is going to die. Like no one thinks that, but things happen sometimes. Like the hot water heater breaks or the refrigerator dies 
or your TV breaks. That actually was one that happened to us where, you know, the children were playing and I was just getting ready to say something and it was just a little bit too late and a toy hit the TV and it broke. And a TV is not a necessity, but being able to have a TV available, actually, this is an awesome thing. My in-laws had a spare TV that they were not using. We were gonna go buy a TV and we actually had the funds to be able to do it because we had saved up some, but we actually were given a TV that was just sitting around. So that was a blessing, but we had the capacity, we had prepared and were able to replace that if we needed to. And so being financially prepared for unforeseen circumstances is just one aspect of preparedness. And I'm not talking about preparedness necessarily like the, I don't know if you guys have a memory of the show. There was like the doomsday prepper show. And, you know, some people took that to a very high extreme where they built their own bunkers and, you know, Hey, if they want to do that, rock on. And, you know, they, they are being prepared and I don't want to mock that necessarily, but I'm, I'm not taking it to that extreme. But what I'm saying is we see danger coming from afar and we take refuge. Right? So if we recognize I'm going to have to replace my car at some point in time, I should be saving now instead of what most Americans do, which is I'm going to spend all of the money that I possibly can, even money that I don't have. And then if something comes up that is not a, if it's an unforeseen circumstance, I'm not going to be able to handle that, which is what most Americans do. Instead of doing that, being prudent, seeing danger coming from afar and taking refuge. So financially, you know, it makes sense to have an emergency fund to save up some money for unforeseen circumstances so that when they come up, you're not caught off guard and you're able to handle that. And something else that I was thinking about is just in general preparedness is it is winter time. And I don't know if you all have ever experienced a power outage, but most people don't have a wood burning stove. And if your power goes out, you might not be able to heat your house. So do you have a backup plan? My parents actually, I remember this, this was years and years ago where they lost power for, I think it was like a week. There's a massive ice storm and they were without power for a week. And after that, my dad went out and got a generator and they're able now, if the power would go out to be able to weather that storm and be able to run their freezer, run their refrigerator, run their furnace. But a lot of people get caught off guard by, hey, something like that happens and they do not have a plan where they can take care of heating their family, you know, like keeping their family warm or cooking meals or other things like that. So just things to keep in mind as a head of a household, like if something goes wrong, that's on you. You are responsible to provide for and protect your family. So do you have a plan? Like if there's a power outage in winter, how are you guys going to stay warm? And today, I think most of us are blessed enough that if something like that happened and the roads were passable, which in this case that I just mentioned before, they were not, but if the roads were passable, you could go maybe to a hotel or something like that if they had power. But, you know, a lot of people aren't able to do that if the roads are that bad that the ice brought down the power lines, you might not be able to go somewhere, right? Or I remember this is something that has stuck with me when COVID happened as far as food and... The grocery stores, I have a picture of this saved on my phone, where the grocery stores were out of food. Like, I think the only thing left in the picture was like baby carrots. It was something like that. I actually have the photo, I have two of them on my phone, of our local grocery store being completely out of food. And 
it was very nice for me to be able to say, you know what, we've, we've got some food here at the house that I have fortunately been taught to be prepared in case something like that would happen. And so when a lot of people were freaking out like, hey, the grocery stores are out of food, how long is that gonna last? What if it takes a month? What if it takes two months? I was able to be like, you know what? I've got this, I've got this covered. And that was a very good feeling to feel like I had this covered if we weren't able to get food for a couple of weeks or a month. And what really drove this home to me was there was a hurricane that hit New York City. This was, I don't know, I think it was back in like 2012, but it, it might have been it might have been 2010 actually. So there was a hurricane that hit the New York City area and they were warning people for days and days and days. They're like, hey, it might come this way. And then when it was going to come that way, they warned them like, it's coming this way, make sure. And by the way, <laughs> FEMA tells people, make sure you have, it used to be three days worth of food. Right now they're like, make sure you have two weeks worth of food in your house at any given point in time. But there were people like business executives that stayed in New York City. There were actually articles on this where people had no food. And when New York City flooded, they weren't able to get food. So people were actually like, typical like business downtown New York people that you wouldn't think would be doing this were dumpster diving for food because they absolutely had to because they had no other choice because they hadn't prepared they saw danger coming from afar but they didn't take refuge so as a head of your household something to take stock of as we head into the new year like are you financially prepared for an unforeseen circumstance do you have means where if your power goes out, you can light your home, you can heat your home as a backup source, right? Do you have means where if food is not readily available, can you feed your family for a few days or for a week or two if something would go wrong? Like these are things where historically these things happen. And yes, in 2023, they still happen. And we're going to be going into 2024. They're still going to happen sometimes. So are you prepared in that regard? And then I think applying this more broadly, I think about things like conflict. Are you prepared to handle an unforeseen conflict? You know, are you ready to handle a situation if your family is encountering an aggressive individual? And we talked about aggression a couple episodes ago, but are you prepared? Now, is there a likelihood that you're going to have to defend your family? Well, you know, probably not. I mean, there is a decent bit of violent crime in America, but the average person isn't going to experience that. But are you prepared if you have to? And by the way, um, dialing 911 when you're already in the conflict is not a, an actual realistic way to end that situation because if you live in a place where there's a three minute response time, it's probably gonna be two minutes and 50 seconds too late, right? Now. Might it work out where the police show up in time? Yes. Should you depend on that? No. Are you prepared? Do you have a plan? It doesn't mean you've got to be Bruce Lee, right? It doesn't mean you've got to be John Wick, but are you prepared? Do you see danger coming from afar and are you able to take refuge? So I think it's important to have plans in place, contingency plans in place for all aspects of life. And something that I'm actually thinking about right now is that where I'm going through toward the end of the year now, I've got a little bit more time, not a ton of free time, but I've got a little bit more time than usual. And I'm thinking through, you know, am I up to snuff as far as being prepared 
to serve my family, provide for my family, and protect my family in all aspects of life. So I think that's important. And now, here's one that I want to throw out here since we like to talk about the Christian faith and represent the Christian faith since we're Christians. Are you prepared if someone has a question for you about why you believe? Are you able to guide them through other than, and hey, you know what? I have complete faith that God is able to help us. The Holy Spirit can help us in these situations. But if we've given no thought or time or preparation to, if someone asks me why I believe in Jesus, can I give them a solid answer other than, I don't know, I just do, or it's just what I feel, or it's just what I believe. Are we able to give a reason for the hope that is within us? Are we prepared for that? If the answer is no, that should probably be the first thing we fix is if we can't say, hey, I can give someone a good reason for why I believe. It doesn't need to be the most eloquent, the most well-developed, most well-thought-out reason, but can you explain to someone why you believe and what that belief in Jesus does in your life, how it changes you in a positive way? Because if not, if you're not prepared, the Bible tells us we should be prepared. We should be always prepared to give an answer for the reason for the hope that's within us. If we're not, we've failed the whole entire preparedness test. So we should be prepared spiritually to give an answer for why we believe what we believe. I, I think we should be prepared financially for unforeseen circumstances. Instead of blowing through all of our money, we should save some of our money and have an emergency fund available on demand if we need it right? We should be prepared if something goes wrong, if the power goes out, if there's not food, we should be able to handle those situations. If conflict arises, we should be able to handle those things. So what I want to get across today is just generally, how well prepared do you think you are as a head of a household? Because when anything happens as the head of a household, as a head of your nation, people will look to you to lead. And if you haven't even thought through what would I do in this scenario? Then when that scenario happens, you're probably not going to be able to figure it out immediately, right? So I think step one would be be prayerful. Like pray about what are some things that maybe you need to be more prepared about? What are some things that maybe I need to be more prepared about? Because listen, I'm human. I've got my flaws and my faults. I've got holes in my preparedness. So that's something that I'm going to be doing. And something that I'm doing is taking stock of that. So pray about it. Like, what are, what's the wise thing to do? Am I financially prepared, right? Am I prepared to be able to weather a power outage? Am I prepared to be able to weather aggression? Am I prepared to give an answer for the hope that's within me? So pray about it. Make a plan on how to actually be prepared. Like, what specific thing am I going to start with? And specifically, what steps am I going to take to rectify that situation and then do it, right? So it's easy, right, as far as to say, but not necessarily as easy to do. So I would say, let's make sure we all follow through on that. So that's what I've got for you for today. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you like the show, feel free to leave a written review. And if you have questions, comments, feel free to send those to info at headofnations.com. I've gotten a 
couple of listener requests for episodes coming up, so we'll be having some of those in the next few weeks, some listener requests as far as topics. So someone did reach out to us and appreciate that. If you would like to support the show, you can head to headofnations.com and click the support tab. And thank you to our supporters. We really appreciate that. And I just want to remind all of us that we are the head of our nations. So let's go live like it. Until next time.